Hi, I'm Monica Ortiz, and you're watching the Masters of Mindfulness series. Today's guest is Dr. Randy Martin. Dr. Martin is a licensed acupuncturist. He also practices homeopathic medicine, Chinese medicine, and nutrition. Dr. Martin has studied philosophy, psychology, meditation, and Kabbalah. He is the author of two books. The first is Optimal Health, How to Get It, How to Keep It, and the second is No Mud, No Lotus. He has had his own unique journey with medicine and healing. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martin. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm happy to have you here. I was actually reading quite a bit about you, and I find your road very, very interesting. Can you tell our viewers what brought you to the path of healing and helping others? Well, I had some of my own health issues okay. way back uh, more than 30 years ago. Okay. Prior to this profession, I was I have a master's of urban planning, and okay. I did environmental planning. Okay. I was trying to basically save the planet. <laughs> and what I found is it was very, very stressful. Mm -hmm. And from that stress, I developed some health problems. Okay. I went to a homeopath and an acupuncturist okay. who helped me a great deal. Yeah. And that kind of instigated me looking at a new profession for myself. Wow, wow. And you found, what did you find when you went to the acupuncturist? Was that a new kind of concept for you? It wasn't so new. When I was a kid, my dad used to make me take loads and loads of vitamins. Okay. So I kind of grew up with a holistic perspective on things. Okay. But I remember during one of my first acupuncture treatments, mm -hmm. um, for no reason at all, I just started singing in the middle of the treatment and it became a pretty spiritual experience for me okay and i realized there was a lot more to it than just the physical ailments i was coming to be treated for wow you know i went through acupuncture as well but for me i had a growing up i had a massive fear of needles i didn't like needles um, i was born with asthma and so you know, being a hyper kid and then having asthma kind of doesn't mix. And so I was at the doctor's quite a bit. So um, in my 20s, I was suffering a lot of bronchitis, pneumonia constantly. And so my MD said, take acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified mm -hmm. and I didn't do it. But my next bout of bronchitis, I was done with Right. that kind of pain and right. sickness and so I went through acupuncture too and it wasn't fun in the mm. beginning oh. um, in the sense of uh, getting over the fear it was so scary for me mm. so so actually laying down on the table and watching him come at me with needles and mm. then and then not just it be the shot and then gone you know they have to stay in you for a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, usually about 30. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was really scary for me, but, mm -hmm. and that's what I meant by not fun, but it, understanding it, having the doctor, I sat and talked to him about it for a while and having him explain it to me mm -hmm. and what it was actually doing to my body right. and meridians and how they work um, helped me. It helped me kind of get through the pro process. Yeah. So. Did you so you went through vitamins, so it wasn't so new for you, but the whole acupuncture side of it, what was your experience with it? I guess I hated shots, mm -hmm. but I can't remember ever having a fear of the acupuncture needles okay. themselves. Okay. Um, the guy I was going to, I was I was practicing as an environmental planner in Oregon, mm -hmm. 
And I drove about an hour each time to a guy who was a medical doctor who did acupuncture. Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of acupuncturists back then. Right. And he was very warm and cozy and, and just a nice guy. Um, I remember it was kind of odd. He sat in the room on a little child's chair below me. Okay. Um, and I was in just a normal chair. <laughs> right. Um, because he didn't want to intimidate at all. Yeah. He wanted to be sure that it was an equal kind of thing. That's brilliant. And uh, there was soft, relaxing music mm -hmm. and soft lighting. And it was just a really cool experience. I, I just, I used to love going there. It was very healing. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, when I do lectures, a lot of times they want to put me up. Mm. up. Well, I'm tiny, first of uh -huh. all, but they want to put me up and I always like to sit. Yeah same eye level state eye level and sometimes I'll do the same I'll bend down a little bit yeah you know so that because I think the information that I give may be a bit intimidating um, and then sometimes I'm a bit intimidating mm -hmm. for being so tiny and somebody asked me earlier um, you know you talk a lot through these shows and you talk about your process and you talk about what happened to you and I always say, because I come across as very intimidating and I don't want people to be intimidated by me. I'm just another person, right. just like everybody else, who's had my own story and who's had my own problems and my own health issues right. and had to face them kind of, sometimes it was scary, but in my own way, yeah. you know, yeah. and letting people know that even though it's scary, you can do it too, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of times my patients want to know what my diet is or what supplements mm -hmm. I take. Um, because they think I'm the healer, I should be healed or something. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, I take a whole bunch of supplements every day. Yeah. I have all my own issues. Yeah. I don't Only walk human. on water. <laughs> yeah. I get acupuncture. I go to yeah. a homeopath. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the things I talk about in this show as well. Um, one of the shows I did before, I, did, I interviewed my PT, Alex Reyes, who I think is absolutely amazing. Um, and just to let everybody know, like, I've had accidents and... Even though I work on people, I don't, I don't always get to work on myself. Right. And so I have to trust somebody and go to them. Right. But I have a very, I think I open up a very clear, honest relationship with my health practitioners. And so do you encourage that with your patients? Yeah, I, my philosophy is to have an equal, kind of an egalitarian teamwork approach yes. where we're equals. Yes. Um, and we both share just as, as equals. Oh, that's and awesome. I also like to have a teamwork approach with any other practitioners that my patient is seeing, okay. whether it's a physical therapist, a medical doctor, a chiropractor, Wonderful. so that all the communication is just open and equal. Nobody has a one-up and kind of thing. I think that's a brilliant way to approach things because I like to also the same. When somebody comes to me and I can't help them and I know I can't help them, um, because I don't think medicine is a one-size-fits-all. Right. I think that we should be able to send people other places mm -hmm. when we know that this what we're doing is not going to be, what's well, not going to heal them right. in the way that they need the healing. Um, and so sometimes personalities don't fit. And I want somebody to feel like we just right. talked about being, you know, I want somebody to feel absolutely comfortable and happy because right. happiness helps healing, right? Right. Has to be a good fit, right? Yeah. So, so I think we should all get to know each as yeah. practitioners. We should all get to know each other and kind of like, okay, go to Dr. Randy Martin or go right. to uh, Corinne, 
who we interviewed, or Alex, or Dr. Lujay, mm -hmm. or whoever. So you practice homeopathy, and you, and so a lot of people don't know what homeopathy is, and or have a different idea of what it is. Because I hear some people talk about it, and it's not the right, um, right idea. So I would like for you to explain it to our viewers. So I came about homeopathy. Mm -hmm. um, firstly, I when I was an urban planner mm -hmm. up in Oregon, okay. I went to the naturopathic college up there for some health issues I was having okay. due to the stress I was under. Mm -hmm. And I grew up as a kid having a lot of strep throats and taking a lot of mm -hmm. antibiotics. Yeah. But this student intern at the naturopathic college gave me a homeopathic remedy okay. to get rid of my strep throat, wow. and it worked just like that. Oh, wow. The interesting thing is I was also seeing an acupuncturist in Oregon who didn't know what homeopathy was. Oh. And I told him I was taking homeopathic mercury. Oh, wow. And he said, oh, no, no, don't take that because it's mercury. Right, and we right. all know how bad mercury right. in fish and this and that. Right. And I had to explain to him, no, 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 this is homeopathy. It doesn't even have one molecule of the substance of mercury in it. Right. So it's perfectly safe. Right, okay. And how did he feel about it after? He was still skeptical. Right. But I realized, you know, he, he was an MD who did acupuncturist. Oh, okay. So he didn't really know about other holistic methods. So I was going to say, so then um, that helped my throat. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to L.A., mm -hmm. and I was in acupuncture college, mm -hmm. changed careers, right. seeing a chiropractor who gave me my second homeopathic remedy. Okay. And that was for stress-related stuff, neck pain and stress. Mm -hmm. And I suddenly started, after taking it, crying. And that was very unusual for me. I was oh pretty goodness. shut down in those days. I went back to her, and I said, what did you give me? It totally opened me up emotionally. Right. I thought it was just for my neck pain and stress. Wow. And she said, you know what? I think you should see my homeopath. So I started seeing her homeopath, and then I brought him in as an instructor to my acupuncture college. Wow. So he became my teacher and my homeopath, wow. and then that became my specialty among all the different holistic modalities that I do. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. We just talked about passing each other, you know, yeah. passing on the, mm -hmm. the patient to who we think might fit, be a better fit, or even not a better fit per se, but somebody who can, I guess, crack the cube. Yeah. You know, and yeah, just really get in there. Yeah, at right. different times, yeah, different absolutely. places. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So your journey has been unique in that you worked, you spoke about it a little bit earlier, that you were in urban planning. And so you worked in a lot of social environmental projects yeah. trying to save the planet. That's interesting to me because mm -hmm. I feel like you've been either trying to heal the planet or right. heal people. So you've been in this, can you? Yeah, most people don't see the connection. To me, it, it was really obvious. Yeah, and the writing's um, on the wall. I wanted to do healing work. Right. But in, on the macro level, it was a little too stressful for me, yeah. dealing with the board of supervisors yeah. and the city council and the land developers yeah. and all that. So I took it more to the micro level yeah. of healing, helping to heal the individual. Right. And, and so it's much more rewarding, and I can kind of get my hands around it. I connect them because I believe deep in, inside that if you heal the person, 
okay, and you bring them to consciousness, mm -hmm. that they will in turn practice universal responsibility and either A, help right. others or heal the planet. Right. Be more aware of how they're hurting the planet. Right. So, yes. That's exactly my belief too. Yes. It's my hope. My hope. Yeah. My eternal yeah. hope. Yeah, and that that's one of the reasons I write my books and I do the lectures mm -hmm. that I do um, and, and really do the sessions that I do and really talk to people and, and get them to a better state of, of mindset mm -hmm. um, because I do believe it. And in my experience, and I, I know that people out there, there's a misnomer that people can't change or people don't change. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that because I've seen it happen through the past 20 plus years I've been helping people. People can change if they want it. Mm -hmm. People do change if they work at it. So, so and, and the things that happen once that happens are brilliant. They're amazing. And sometimes people come to me for neck pain as I did my chiropractor mm -hmm. And the homeopathy or the acupuncture can actually open them up to a deeper level of change. Mm -hmm. I'll have patients come in and say, you know, I came to you for neck pain or low back pain or headaches, mm -hmm. but suddenly I'm noticing I just feel better overall mm -hmm. or I feel more grounded or things are just going better in my life. Right. Yeah. And so then it and shifts then, the energy, yeah. And then do they open up about what's happening in their life yeah, then? Yeah, oftentimes. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to push and force mm -hmm. the opening. Right. But if they're open to it, we'll get to that place right. where some of the emotional and spiritual blocks mm -hmm. will come up as a part of the treatment. Right, right. And it's brilliant. Isn't it beautiful yeah, to watch? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And, and sometimes, you know, I have this... Um, this is me opening up. Mm. I have this thing that people used to say about me, um, and it wasn't a bad thing, and I never made it a bad thing because I never wanted to turn it into a negative, but I was the person who made people cry, mm. you know, because, and, and, and people used to tell me, they used to say, you know, you just need to carry a box of tissues around mm -hmm. with you or a bag of tissues, and, and it was true, though, I mean, because right. of that opening up, like you said, when yeah. you took that medicine. Right. And then you just started crying, which was not your mm -hmm. norm. And often during an acupuncture treatment, I'll come back to take the needles out and they're full of snot and tears because mm. it just opens up the pathways, yeah. meridians and the yeah. pathways. Yeah. yeah. And you just get that release. Yeah. And we need that. You said yeah. you were doing urban planning and you were under so much stress. And, and I've spoken about cortisol in other shows, but it really hurts your body. Right. You know, we need it for a split second when there's a fight or flight mm -hmm. situation that happens. But then we need to know how to fix that after. Right. After, after we work through that situation, we need to stop ourselves and go, okay. Yeah. Let me get rid of this nonsense because mm -hmm. it's and with mindfulness, it's going to hurt my body. Mm -hmm. And if I keep building it up, it's going to really hurt my body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are after effects, there are side effects. So, yes, let's. Uh, I I definitely one of these days will do a show just on stress and pressure yeah. and cortisol and and what it does for your body and to your body. Excuse me. And one of the things. Um, I love laughter. 
And yeah. people are always asking me, well, how do you look so young? How do mm -hmm. you look so young? Why do you stay so young? I laugh mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, my friends and family will tell you, I have a very, um, I don't want to say strange sense of humor, but kind of open sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I don't like... I, I don't like the people hurting themselves sense of humor. That's not right. It's not funny right. to me. I think because I'm in this whole like healing the body yeah, thing. So I'm right, like, right. how could you just do that? <laughs> you know, that's where my mind goes. Um, so that's not funny to me, but a lot of things are funny. And so I laugh a lot and I encourage laughter. Mm -hmm. And when my team and I are working and I see that we're getting into like mm -hmm. this really heavy, serious, yeah. yeah, we're all getting like super heavy, I'll start cracking jokes. Mm -hmm. I also know that sitting for long, long periods of time isn't good for you. Mm -hmm. And because we're all at our computers all of the mm -hmm. time, I do also encourage getting up, stretching, breathing, you know, a, a lot of things that you wouldn't normally see in the workplace, right. we do in my workplace. Yeah. And it's just to keep everybody stress-free, mm -hmm. healthy. When I notice there's one of my team members, um, actually my son, who starts holding his breath. Mm -hmm and I'll start seeing it, and mm -hmm. I'll see his little energy change, um, and I'll go to him and say, breathe. You know, he's like, oh, I'm working on this email. Breathe. Mm. You know, you're not breathing, and you're holding in something, and that doesn't need to be in your body. So, right. yeah. So, and I do it with my other, the other people, my other team members, too. Mm. So, you, you do the same? Yeah, yeah. When I'm at work, I personally encourage both my assistant and myself to get up walk around as much as possible yeah, and I'll often do things standing up actually oh, as much as possible that's great so that I'm not sitting that's yeah. great yeah but but when you said sitting I immediately was think was thinking oh sitting as in meditating oh because oh, <laughs> yeah. I think of sitting I like I sit I meditate <laughs> also. but yeah. um but yeah it's really important to mm -hmm. sit as little as possible mm -hmm. it's also here in LA we're stuck on the freeway a lot sitting oh my gosh so um yeah, yeah. I try as much as I can. I'm always telling my patients, park as far away as you can whenever you're parking to force yourself to, to walk. walk. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Just do what you can to move, yeah. to constantly move. If I'm in the car more than an hour, when I get out of the car, I stretch yeah. before I start walking. Yeah. I just stretch. You can feel those muscles and, yeah. you know, especially if... And, and, if I'm in the car and some crazy traffic situation happens, which is normal in Los Angeles, right. I put on the radio and I just start singing. Yeah. And I go, relax. Whatever. Yeah. And then I look at my GPS and if it said an hour, now it's an hour and a half. I just, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll send a dictation text, not an actual text, right. and then just be talking on the phone and then press send. I'll be like, okay, GPS now says uh -huh. whatever, I'm going to be late, yeah. second traffic, and then just go. La, 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 la. <laughs> the rest of the time. I don't want those stress levels right. to get to me. Um, so I try to combat them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But knowing myself and knowing what affects me, yeah. you know, trying to practice that mindfulness part of me yeah. and who I am and, and what bothers me and what doesn't and how can I fix it kind of thing. Um, I try to tune in um, on that same vein to my breath. Mm -hmm. And one of my meditation teachers who grew up in L.A., but he lives elsewhere now, says when he comes to L.A., he says, the traffic doesn't bother me. I just focus on my breath whenever I'm stuck in traffic. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's sick, but they only want to treat the symptoms mm -hmm. and not the root? Mm -hmm. 
Well, actually, that's about 90% of my patients. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, my career's changed a lot. Over the last five years, mm -hmm. what I do in natural medicine has become pretty mainstream. Okay. Um, prior to that, my previous 25 plus years, I was seeing people who wanted more of a holistic approach. But because it's become more mainstream, and most people come now on their health insurance, okay. they're just coming to me for that problem that they just saw their medical doctor for. Okay. And they don't really know what holistic treatment mm. means. Yeah. So I start with them on treating the neck pain, treating the back pain, the asthma, the PMS, the menopause, whatever. Right. And then once we begin to make headway on those symptoms, I try to discuss with them some of the deeper ramifications okay. of the treatment. Yep. And let's say we start off at once or twice a week. After the problem's gone, I'm like, well, come in once a month for a tune-up because yep. we can get to the cause on a deeper level yeah. of where that imbalance was so it doesn't keep coming back each time you get stressed out. Because mm -hmm. that's where it's really at is the prevention Right. to get into the core of what's really going on. Exactly. The other thing is I do is I really believe in Western medicine from the point of view of diagnostics. They have great diagnostic tools. Yeah. So I do complete blood work on people okay. and saliva and urine and hair analysis. Okay. So we can see physiologically where those imbalances are yeah. because there's a fine line between emotions and neurotransmitters in the brain yeah and what your phosphorus and sodium and calcium levels are in the blood. Yep. And I can look at it all and put it all together on an emotional and a spiritual level okay. as well. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've not I've not heard of that before. Usually when I go every year to go get a full physical because mm. I think it's important and usually it's like, oh, you've got to take your B12 right. again or you've got a kind of that kind of situation but not what you do, so I think that's really amazing. Where are you located? I have three offices. Okay. Uh, City of Valencia, mm -hmm. Santa Monica, okay. and Encino. Wow. And I've been in those three locations for many years, different days at each location. Wow, you're kind of really spread out. Is that so? All close to the 405, <laughs> <laughs> or the five in Valencia. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But it, why, why so, why? Uh, people wanted to see me in different areas, okay. so I just opened up new offices as I went along. That's great. And it just kind of grew to where my clientele now is in those three places. Right. And people just know which days I'm in which location. Yeah. And many people go to two or three different offices because right. they may work in one area and live in another area. Yeah. So they're... They're very happy. I have a woman who was seeing me in my Santa Monica office mm -hmm. whose office just moved to the valley, mm -hmm. and now she's going to see me in Encino, Encino before her drive home on the 405 to Santa Monica. Perfect. That's so, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I go into the city two days a week, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, I that's don't, good. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the freeway is just, uh, it's, uh, I sing, but I don't like to sit. Yeah. That's my thing. It's the sitting thing now that bothers me a lot. So, um, yep. in your opinion, because we spoke about this just a little bit before we started the show, but in your opinion, what are the uh, biggest problems with superficial healing? Mm. Well, most people only know superficial because they're focused on the physical. Right. 
But the problem is if you just treat the tip of the iceberg, which is the superficial, you're ignoring everything underneath. Right. And it's the base of the iceberg that's causing the tip to stick out. Right. So it's just going to come back if you cut the, the tip off. Or as I tell people, when you're cleaning your house, do you really clean it and vacuum everything? Or do you just brush the dirt under the sofa <laughs> to pile up? Because right. it's just going to blow back out and get dusty elsewhere. Right. So if you're only doing that little tip, that um, iceberg, tip of the iceberg or the superficial, right. um, it's just going to come back. Yeah. You, got, you got to get to the base of what's actually going on. Yes. Otherwise, you'll be left with it over and over and over and over and over. And I know that that's real healing. Right. Getting to the base, digging the root out. Right. Getting the healing done, and then and then you don't face it anymore. Right. As opposed to the superficial healing, where you do a little bit and then you still feel ill, and then you do a little bit and you still feel ill. I think, I think my purpose. My intent with doing these shows and talking to different health and healing practitioners is for really people to understand their illness mm -hmm. and and that they have to keep going. You know, go until your medical practitioner tells you you're done. Yeah. Go and, and then you won't feel it anymore. And right. it's not gonna come back. Because once you address the root cause, right, and you know what that is, and you've worked on it and you've worked it out and you've gotten rid of it then you don't have it anymore. Right. And that takes a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't get sad. Don't get mad at your health and healing practitioner. Like really open up and really listen. Listen to what they're telling you. Listen to what's going on. And then listen to your, what's going on within right. you. Sometimes, and I have to say this, sometimes you're at level eight, pain-wise, uh, suffering-wise. Mm -hmm. And then you go to your health and healing practitioner and you may go to level nine mm -hmm. because now you have to coming open up, up. Yeah. and it's, it is exactly, it's coming up. Like you're crying, mm -hmm. like me having to face my fear with right. acupuncture. And, 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 but then once you hit that nine and you let it all go, okay, let that root dig mm -hmm. out, let it go. Then you'll come down to one, right? Then you'll go to zero, right? And then it'll be gone. And isn't that what we're after? Right, right. And and I also tell my patients, I'm a big organic gardener. Mm -hmm. So organic gardening, we don't spray pesticides to get rid of the aphids and the bugs. Right. Instead, we apply compost and organic fertilizers to the soil. Mm -hmm. We build up from the roots up yeah. so that we're cleaning out and detoxing and strengthening the right. organism, the plant, the person. Right so that they can withstand the stress better and yes. deal with everything on a deeper level. Yeah, I think it's important that people learn that healing can be complete, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's what we're, a lot of us are here for. Mm -hmm. I know some people like to have repeat business, so mm -hmm. to speak, and again, open up to your health and healing practitioner. Learn them, Yeah. you know? really have a relationship with right. them. It's important. I believe it's important. Yeah. I'll mm -hmm. often ask my patient, what do you think is going on? Mm -hmm. They'll say, well, I, I told you last week I have a neck pain. Yeah. And they'll say, but 
what do you what do you think is going right. what do you think is going on right. because it is a teamwork approach mm -hmm. and uh, in my book I talk about develop helping the patient to develop their own inner guide mm -hmm. or inner healer the optimal health yeah but okay yeah optimal health how to get it how to keep, keep it, it. Mm -hmm. because if one gets in touch with their own intuitive aspect mm -hmm. that's their own inner healer and they can come in to me with a dream or an insight okay. and that will take me in a different direction I might treat a different meridian mm -hmm. might treat the spleen meridian instead of the liver meridian mm -hmm. based on a dream that they just told me they had Bravo! Yeah, yeah. it all matters yeah. what's going on completely matters that matters to us I wrote an article a while back called The Lotus Flower, and so I'm really curious because you wrote a book called No Mud, No Lotus, mm -hmm. and so what, what's the book about? Um, it's about how to heal okay. on a deeper level, okay. exactly what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So the lotus flower grows in this yucky, mucky mud of the pond. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't sprout this beautiful lotus without all of that mud. Right. So it's based on the fact that without getting in touch with the yucky, muddy parts of ourselves, right. we can't really sprout this beautiful lotus right. and sprout into health. Right. We need to get in touch with the shadow work, as Carl Jung talks about, mm -hmm. the deeper parts, the parts that are often difficult and painful. Yeah. And sometimes they are painful, but again, I think understanding where they come from, mm -hmm. understanding how they affected you, just because something affected you doesn't mean you have to let it affect you the rest of your life. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that. There are no tools to teach them how to not let it affect them or right. to teach them, hey, I don't have to let this situation that I had as a child cause me stress to where now I'm 40 and my body doesn't work anymore um, or it's not working optimally. Right. So, and also I want to talk about this with you. Sometimes people get to a point where they're in pain, uh, they're dealing with the situation and they're in pain and they just decide to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Do you come across that? Yeah. And how do you deal with that? It's difficult. <laughs> it, it's okay. difficult. I, I had an elderly uh, female patient today mm -hmm. who has a chronic knee problem. Mm -hmm. And it's basically she has no cartilage left in the oh, knee and wow. it's bone on bone. Oh. And her doctors said, try acupuncture. Okay. And my ideal is to do acupuncture, which does help with the pain. Yes. But in Chinese medicine, the knees have to do with the kidneys okay. and the emotion of fear. Yeah. So ideally, I'd want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. But this particular patient, I don't know how much headway we're going to make. Some people are more closed, yeah. more open. Yeah. So I'm flexible. I discussed with her today. Mm -hmm. um, actually, one of her biggest fears is getting a knee replacement. Oh, see? So sometimes oh, no. the surgery is needed. Mm -hmm. So we, we do all we can do from a holistic point of view. Mm -hmm. But if the surgery or the drugs are needed, um, that's an integrative, a truly integrative approach. Right. Western medicine is part of the yin and the yang. Yes, it is. And, and I always say, because my family background is 
they're very Western medicine. And so mm -hmm. when I grow, was growing up, it was always take a pill, take a pill, take a pill. But we're also Native American. Mm -hmm. And so I also grew up understanding herbs and what herbs mm -hmm. can do. Now, now, I didn't learn them. And that's just honest. As a kid, I didn't learn them. My grandfather, and I love this because you do organic uh, gardening. My grandfather, every I grew up in Houston, Texas, and so you know there's mosquitoes, mm. you know there's roaches, you know mm. there are bugs. There are bugs everywhere, but I feel like <laughs> in Houston it was worse. Um, so every year, he would, uh, in springtime, right before spring hit, he would make in his kitchen this huge, big pot of herbal mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and I don't know what was in there, and I wish. As a kid, I was more curious right. and had learned it, and that's my shame on me. Yeah. And so he would make this big pot, and then he would put it in one of those, you know, those old-fashioned sprayers that mm -hmm. you pour in, and then you walk around with this can and go, psh, 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 psh. yeah. So he'd put it hmm. in one of those, and he would go to everybody, all his kids, because he had 13 kids, mm -hmm. and he'd go to everybody's house, who had a yard, and he would spray all of that, and we had no bugs, mm. no ticks. We all had dogs mm. or cats. No ticks, no fleas, mm -hmm. nothing. And and our neighbors would suffer, yeah. but we always were free of that. And I think that, that again, knowing Western mm -hmm. men and growing up saying, take a pill, take a pill, take right. a pill. And then as I got older and once I was introduced to the acupuncture, that's when yeah. I was like, oh. And there are Chinese herbs. Chinese herbs is the mm -hmm. main thing I know. Yeah. So Chinese, because Chinese herbs is the main thing I know, mm -hmm. I know that for almost any kind of pill mm -hmm. in Western medicine, there's Chinese herbal natural yeah. pharmaceutical products yeah. that will do pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of drugs are derivatives, derivatives mm -hmm. of herbs and botanicals. Yeah. How do you feel about side effects with Western drugs? Because Chinese herbs with the acupuncture, they gave me mm -hmm. both and I no longer have asthma. Right, well that is one of the primary problems with drugs. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, because I'll most, I'd say the average person who comes to me is on a few drugs. Kind of drug. And they have symptoms, and I'll say, have you read the insert from the drug, the box? Right. Go online and, right. and Google that drug, because the symptoms you're having aren't really your symptoms. Right. They're side effects of the drugs. Right. Yeah. So it that's part of the big problem. But above and beyond the side effects is if you look at the side effects, you can categorize them by body system. So you can say this drug causes toxicity in the liver mm -hmm. or the lungs or the kidneys. Right. So we can target, okay, we need to detox the liver, the lungs, or the kidneys right. if you're going to continue on those drugs, right. which sometimes people have to. Yeah. So we can do detox. One of my patients ha has cancer, okay. and she's on chemo right now. Okay. So I was visiting her yesterday at home and telling her which homeopathic remedy she could take okay. to detox during her chemo regimen. Right, right. And how'd she take it? Well, she she was asking me. She's very holistic. Oh, okay, okay. She good, happens good. to be a yoga teacher okay, and good. vegetarian and very into everything yeah. holistic. Yeah. So she's like, please. Tell me which homeopathic remedies I can take because right. I have to start the chemo next week. Because right. sometimes people come to me um, looking for information, but they're very Western right. medicine-based mentality. And so 
and the reason I kind of made a face when I said it is it's like they come to me looking for answers but then they don't want to receive the information yeah. because I'm not telling them to take a pill. Right. There's no prescription I can prescribe. Right. Um, I can talk about herbs. Um, I can talk about an acupuncturist mm -hmm. you can go see and get Chinese herbs, but I can't prescribe medication. So, um, and I, more than acetaminophen, usually don't take. Mm -hmm. I've had several surgeries where they try to give me Vicodin mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't take it. I just deal with it. Just breathe through there, the pain. Yeah, and there's great herbal <laughs> mm -hmm. pain relievers yeah. that work almost just as well as yeah. the drugs. Yeah, I had um, thoracic outlet syndrome uh -huh. some months back, and so the MD wanted to give me gabapentin, mm -hmm. but because I know that there are side very effects, hard to, and it's very hard to get off of that. Drug, I know yeah. there are side. So see, I know. Yeah. I've studied medications. It's not that I can't prescribe, it's not just that I can't prescribe them, I've studied them, I know yeah. what they do to the body. I know because I had asthma, I had 25 years of Steroidal that medication, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was Tedril, look up Tedril, what mm. Tedril used to be, and you'll go, okay, mm. now I know why. I had kidney problems, right. liver problems, I had heart problems, I yeah. had five EKGs in one year, right. Yeah, cause it, and that was when my doctor was like, enough is enough, come do acupuncture, mm. you know? Um, so reading all this, like you said, read the insert, read the insert yeah, before you take it. Yeah, yeah. You'll see. And so with the gabapentin, I asked the doctor, what are the side effects? And he said to me, oh, it's just going to make you a little dizzy. Right. No. Take it before <laughs> bed. Right. It'll make you a little dizzy. And so I was like, mm, okay, gabapentin causes ataxia. Mm -hmm. That's the dizziness that mm -hmm. you want me to go through? No. I don't, I refuse. So I dealt with that whole and went through all the yeah. process of the healing and all the exercises and all the pain and suffering, but I dealt with it until it was done and now it's done. So. Some of my patients get angry at the doctors for not having explained the side oh, effects. Yeah. And I say, you know, it's not really your medical doctor's fault. They didn't study holistic medicine. Yeah. They're just yeah. giving you what they learn. Exactly. That's why you need to go to alternative and complementary yeah. practitioners at the same time, yeah. so that you're getting both points of view. Yeah, yeah. And do and just I think knowledge is power. Right. And so, like you said, read the insert. Yeah. <laughs> if they're giving it to you, just take a little bit of time. It doesn't take that much time. The problem in our culture is everybody wants a really fast solution yeah, to things. Yeah. Quick fix. Yeah. That's I, probably the biggest problem. Yeah. And with health-related problems, it's not always a quick fix. No, no. A lot of it, again, is root-based. Yeah. And so you have to figure have out to the root. to get down to mm. the core level. And that takes time. Right. It takes time. And some of, you know, and I know my viewers have heard this from me before, but sometimes people say, oh, my God, but it took me 42 years to get this way. You know, is it going to take me 42 mm -hmm. years? No. But do some work. Right. Just put in the work, and I promise you, you can get out of it. Yeah. I promise you, there is healing there. On the other end, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they have to be willing to make changes. Mm -hmm. A lot of my pages, patients don't want to change diet, for instance. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or I say, you know, you really need to start exercising. And they're like, oh, well, I work hard and da 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 da, da. And, yeah. You know, diet and exercise are pretty much two of the things that we can take control of. Right. 
that can go far and wide to helping the healing process. Yeah, and and also um, with the exercise, I give suggestions because mm -hmm. I also say yeah. exercise, but not every exercise is right for everybody. Exactly. And yeah. so sometimes people go, oh, but I can't run. I hate running. Okay, then don't run. Right. Go do yoga. Right. Swim. Play tennis. I yeah. mean, find what's the right. One that Again, feels know good. you yeah. and find what's right for you. Yeah. Find that thing that makes you happy because the the actual physical exercise will start pumping endorphins in your body and right. endorphins feel good. Right. Which then as a spin-off and they're more willing to exercise and change the diet. Exactly. Yeah. So just get it going. Right. And and again, know you try a few things. Maybe a friend of mine suggested, let's go belly dancing. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I don't think yeah. my body will do that, but I may <laughs> surprise myself. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, just figure you out mm -hmm. a bit. Take some time. Mm -hmm. We take time to work. We take time to do chores. We take time to... Mm -hmm. <sighs> but we take the body for granted. Right. That it should function. Yeah. And if you think of it, I mean, the body is as complex as the universe is. It is. And Absolutely. getting to know it mm -hmm. on a spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and physical level mm -hmm. is, that's 50% of the healing. Right. Just getting to know one's own organism and how it works. Yeah. And I think instead of making it, because some... Uh, uh, in my early years, I, I used to tell people, I, I, I'm the great encourager. Mm. So I would tell people, make it your job mm -hmm. to know your body. Yeah. You know? And then, and then I think people put too much emphasis on job, hard work, pain and suffering, uh -huh. um, or, or stress, not pain and suffering, but stress, job stress. So yeah. I started telling people, just instead of making it your job, like, make it a happiness. Yeah. To know Fun. your body. Yeah. You know, and just know what it likes, mm -hmm. know what it doesn't like, and don't put those thoughts into it either. Oh, I hate running, so I'm never going to do right. that. Why? Why do you hate running? Mm -hmm. Is it hard on your ankles? Or do you need to stretch? Right. Or I have a friend who, and it drives me crazy, because he'll start exercising, and then three or four days in, he's like, oh, I, I don't want to do it. It hurts. Right. My body hurts. I can't do it. Right. I'm like, okay, but, but it's going to because your muscles have <laughs> not worked. Yeah. They've, they're slack. To be so yeah, then they have expected. To, so yeah. it's going to hurt for just a bit, but I promise, and I would tell them this, I promise you, just do it for a bit, and then that pain will go away. Yeah. Once definitely. your muscles build, they'll start feeling great, and then you'll be like, yay, I can go out. And another tool that I like people to use is journaling. Okay, yes, me too. So sit down for two minutes in the morning, mm -hmm. scan your body, feel the sensations, mm -hmm. and jot it down. Yeah. Because usually we just go through the day with and ignore the sensations. Mm -hmm. And the initial sensations are there as little barometers for things that are going to happen later. Yes. So pay attention to those on a daily basis. Yeah. And if they begin to be irritating, Go to a holistic practitioner who can right. tell you what it means if you have a pain in your knee right. on the inside right. versus the outside. Right. Spleen meridian versus the gallbladder meridian. Yeah. Those have really specific reasons that they're aching and, and feel painful. Right. And, we, and you can deal with them before it creates gallstones. Yes. 
or some major digestive problem with the spleen or the stomach. Right. Do you see, because uh, you mentioned gallstones, do you see a rise in gallstone problem in younger people right now? I see a lot of people with gallstones and the gallbladder having been removed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had an assistant and uh, who's only 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, and another patient yep. with gallstones. Um, it's the stuck energy. Mm -hmm. Gallbladder has to do with stuck energy mm -hmm. rather than the free flow of energy. Mm -hmm. um, and the diet that yep. they're eating junk. Yeah. The sugar and the fats yep. creates blockage in the liver gallbladder area. Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, energy energetically there's a problem, but I find in young people uh, today a lot of twenty year olds in their twenties are losing their gallbladders now. Yeah. And and I've have an issue with that. Yeah. You know, and I I have an issue with it socially. Yeah. Because marketing is telling them to do one thing right and as healing practitioners we're going no don't do it yeah. well, <laughs> you don't you can, realize you what's going to happen you can clean those stones out yeah. through different herbal remedies homeopathy right. and, and acupuncture right yeah and then i see the same person 10 years later who can't digest any fats yeah. and comes to me with a digestive issue i'm like yeah they didn't tell you that if they pulled out your gallbladder, you were going to have trouble later digesting fats, did they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then we need to deal with the right supplements to help them break down fats in their body. Right, right. Yeah, it's just a shame. Um, but hopefully more people will start understanding mm -hmm. their body. Yep. More people start coming into a place where they're in tune. They're listening. They're journaling, like you yeah. said. They're asking themselves the right questions. Yeah. Um, because I always say, this is the only body you get. This is it. You know, I knew. I know Good people. Point. People say <laughs> no because it's true. I've heard. I've had some patients, and I promise you, they're like, oh, uh, you know, if something happens, because I'll warn them. I'm like, oh, something's gonna, you know, something's gonna happen pretty soon now. They're, oh, I'll just go get a liver transplant mm -hmm. or so kidney transplant what right. I'm like what no, you don't, really you don't know what that means that, right? you you don't know what that means really you, you, it's not gonna happen like that yeah um, it's not a simple thing no it's not a simple thing and and it's, uh, some people who actually get transplants their body rejects it right. yeah it's, it's not that yours should never be thought of as the potential solution right. that's really a last-ditch effort yeah. yeah so this is it this is all we yeah, get. We were given the body and this? the organs we've got, and we, and have to take we care should of it. be taking care of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like we take care of our house. Yeah, when our car is broken. Exactly. Yeah, know. when the oil warning light goes on, do you put your hand underneath the dash and unscrew the oil warning <laughs> light? But we do that with our body. Yeah. We do that with our body right. when the oil warning light goes on. We have migraine headache or whatever. We snuff it off and take a painkiller instead of saying that is the oil warning light yeah. that's telling us we should look at something right it's right. not a random event that's disconnected from other things no. it means you're out of oil <laughs> or in chinese medicine your yin is depleted right. you need to bolster your yin right exactly i feel like i'm so glad that you were on the show today hmm. I, I feel very very good about it and i feel like you're one of those practitioners who really wants to help your patients 
you really have it's my life I, I call it yeah. motive and intent you really have the right motive and intent to what you're doing and it really makes me feel good because people need to trust us mm -hmm. yeah you know sometimes we're the last ditch effort and yeah. And I actually say that to some of my patients. Some of my patients, I can tell they have a level of distrust mm -hmm. or they're doubting what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, the first part of healing is you need to find a practitioner who you, who you resonate with, right. who you can trust. Yep. That's the baseline. Yep. If you don't feel that, then you should be with someone yep. with whom you do feel that mm -hmm. because you have to have that resonance to be able to work together as a team. Right. And, and open up to your health and healing. Right. Be honest. Yeah, not We're not here down. to yeah. judge. Right. I don't judge any. There is nothing, Dr. Martin, that you can tell me that's going to make me judge you. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Zero. I'm, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm here to help and give you the best help that I know how to give you. And if that help even includes you need to go to somebody else mm -hmm. so and that they can help good. you. Yeah. That's my honesty yeah. and my trust with you. Yeah. That I, again, am here to help you in the best way possible, and that was the best way I could help you. Some people I can, some people I can't. And because it doesn't resonate. Right. You know? They're like, oh, I'm, oh you're Native American? Can't do it. Oh, you're mm. a woman? Mm. Can't do it. Mm. And I, again, I'm, there's no judgment. I'm not mm. going to judge you. It is what it is. Your beliefs are what they believe or right. what you what they are hopefully the universe will open up yeah at some point and it'll be different but that's right. hopefully but i am here to help you get the best healing that you can get and so i hope that my hope is that people really go to their health and healing practitioner and ask some good questions mm, yeah yeah have that relationship yeah you know, have the best relationship that you can have with you because it's your body, it's your mind. You only get one, right? And you got to take care of it the best way you can. And if you trust your health and healing practitioner, then you're going to be a little the bit more step, open. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, it has been lovely having you on the show. It's been Thank great. you so much, um, Dr. Randy Martin. He is in Valencia, Santa Monica, and in Encino. If you can, if you can, are you on Yelp? Or can they Yelp you? Big Yelp. Got a lot of uh, testimonials on Yelp. Okay. And the website's www.drrandymartin.com. Okay. Okay. Drrandymartin.com. You can reach him through that. Um, please, when you reach out for a health and healing practitioner, first of all, pay attention to your body. And then when you reach out for a health and healing practitioner, think about what it is that you're looking for in one. Go and have an open, honest conversation. Again, I'm not here to judge you. Most of the health and healing practitioners that I know aren't here to judge you. So there's really, you know, we want the best for you and that comes through honesty. So if you have any questions for us, please email us at support at exceptionallifeinstitute.com or look at our website at www.exceptionallifeinstitute.com. Have a fabulous, beautiful day and we'll see you soon.